What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? This dude, every hey. week, is so whack. I cannot believe you. Can you just introduce the guests, please? Or Fine. Set them up. Y'all know how this go. We got a guest on the line. Graham, introduce yourself to the people. Man, it's the notorious Grim. What more can I say? I don't have, I don't need much of an introduction if people are following us. That's right, that's good. right. Yeah, he does it. Y'all know how <laughs> we do, man. We gonna bullet point Raw Smackdown. We know me, we know me. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna bullet point Raw Smackdown and NXT and we gonna get into our Legends topic, man. Let's kick off with Raw and uh, let's start off with Taker. Let's start it off with there. He cut this long promo. But to be completely honest with you, uh, his words are actually slipping my mind at this point. You know, I, 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 I know he talks about Triple H, and he probably talks about Shawn Michaels. And I think it just kind of drove home. Don't forget, the, don't, hold on, sorry, sorry. Oh, what's sorry up, go sorry ahead. But don't forget that he mentioned he's bringing Kane. Oh, he did. That, that, that was the big takeaway. Oh, so if if Sean's gonna be there, then Kane's gonna yeah, be Kane's there. Yeah, Kane's gonna be in his then corner. It's probably gonna turn into a tag match, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's what they're setting up for. I I don't know when, I don't know where, but I think that's what they're setting Around up for. You. Yeah, and uh, that that show in Saudi Arabia again, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, actually, I'm not looking forward to this kind of at all. Don't get me wrong, these are four of my favorite wrestlers damn near ever, but I I think I think it's over for them. To to be no. complete no, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, to be completely honest with you, you know, I'm kinda on your side on this one for once. For I mean, once. I mean, they're they were great in their prime and their heyday, they're four of the best ever, but now it's just it's kinda more of a nostalgia act at yeah. this point. Yep. What's up, Graham? Go ahead. Now, all right. You know you know my deal with, with all my number crunching and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a big money match right here. Because now you've got the Saudi guys throwing down big money to make this happen. Sure, it's a first time ever. But look at it, dude. It's DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. No matter what you say, no matter what time frame we're in, that match is a draw. Nope. That match is going to put, that. no matter who else is on that card, that place is filled for DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Don't get, don't get me wrong. On that show is going to benefit. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be front and center. I'm going to be watching. But the problem with that is I'm going to be looking for the DX of old, the Brothers of Destruction of old. I'm not going to be looking for what they're going to be doing now. I'm, it's pretty much going to be a psychology match instead of any athleticism whatsoever. And that's perfectly fine. Cause, I mean, look at it. you got to look at it as a nostalgic, fun money grab. That's that what it is. More eyes much. on the product. Which there's nothing, there is a place for that because mm-hmm. we are in a time where 
there is less people watching than there should be for the amount of talent that we have wrestling in the ring that every is, week. That is true. That is true. So in fact, now I've... what does it, now hold up, hold up, hold up. Now what does that say about the talent of today? Because you hear all these arguments about part timers coming in, coming in, doing this stuff, but you never hear about hey. Why are we still calling the part-timers? You hear, we're not building big stars, we're not building big stars, yet these people come in for a few big shows very rarely outside of WrestleMania, like the road to WrestleMania. So what are all these full-time guys doing the other nine months out of the year? Seems like they're getting hurt. And that, that kind of ties into another topic we wanted to, brought up, we wanted to bring up a Raw here. There's a lot of injuries on the Raw list right now. Two in the last couple of days, at least. Yeah. Shoot, who, who we got? Sasha and Alexa, right? Yep. Yeah, and they, with Evolution coming up, it couldn't be any worse timing for them. I mean, I, the last I heard, Bliss and Trish is still slated to go on. We've got to play that one by ear. I haven't heard anything about Sasha and... I'm not sure who she would be facing. I don't think she has a match announced yet, but I don't know if she'd still be out for the event. But it's kind of weird, though. I mean, two I'm injuries. I'm still willing to bet Sasha landed on that forehead, man. Go up. with the Sasha jokes. Come on! <laughs> I'm going to no, no, no. hold my composure here. Look at, look at her track record. Like, she has bad luck with her head. With the rumor fact is, is that one of the only rumors going around, because we have no information on the actual injury. No, we don't. But apparently she may have concussed herself again. So you got the dives that she does that are dumb. She had that one time that she did that reverse Rana with Bailey and landed on her head. Sorry. Hey, my first instinct is she probably landed on her head. You got to cut Sasha some slack. I mean, I even normally, I'm all with it, but I've... I've actually looked back at her track record. Sasha Banks is probably one of the greatest of this era right now because she's been in damn near all the first. She's done. She's had all the greatest matches of the women's era of the women's division, like lately, all of them. I, I might not like her. Per, I might not like her personally. Yeah, I might not back her personally. Because I don't really like her at all. Dog, I didn't know you knew her personally. Yeah, I don't like her. Well, I don't know her personally because she won't let anybody get to know her. Right. That's nah, see, when, when that's one talking, of her reputations. talent and great matches, dude. You would know further than Charlotte. Yeah, sure, Charlotte's the best. Period. Sasha, but you've go. got Charlotte as, like, top dog. Sasha was, like... Number two. Her little puppy for those guys for a lack of Sasha was number two dude Sasha was number two Bailey was number three and Becky came in last I'm, I mean she's and not yeah, not right, right now though I, mean, I guess if we're, if we're I, doing I the horse right now Becky is gonna be the women's revolution version of Christian <laughs> she's, gonna be, she's gonna be an uncelebrated second goal that is somehow other than that she's She's not, and she, it's not even that she's bad. People love she's her. Just, you, you look, you look at the, the, the whole angle that they are in with Charlotte. She is literally a sore loser that people are cheering. You say, you say Charlotte sidestepped <laughs> her or stepped her, whatever. 
was, you know, being a, being a flare. Okay. So on literally at face value with the whole storyline, you had Charlotte convince or, you know, get a title shot from Carmella because Carmella overshot herself with her mouth. So Charlotte won the number one championship and got in the match. She pinned Becky Queen. Now, I would have made sense of the heel turn if instead of Charlotte pinning Becky, Charlotte had hit Becky with the natural selection but pinned Carmella. Then it's like, okay, I stole your win from you. Not, hey, I beat you. Because you got, if, if that would have been Charlotte pinning Carmella, then all right, Becky flipping crap it, you know. Charlotte, then all right, I was pissed because you stole my win. But what what do you have really to get behind besides your, like, pretty much a bias with Becky? Like, okay, I've been watching her, you know, lose and lose and lose, and all of a sudden she's champ. That's literally all you have going for it outside of no, she was, she was running through times. that division. She was I've running said through it, it a thousand times, and I'll probably say it a thousand more. That situation did not make sense. It did not make sense for her to turn heel. I would have been happier if she would have won the belt as a face. That's just me. I don't. I don't really like this heel turn. Well, I don't really consider it a heel turn. I just consider her hating Charlotte for Charlotte being better. And of course, Charlotte's a sore loser. Well, I mean, I would say that, yeah, because... Uh, at yes. face value, it's a sore loser, isn't it? Yes, at face value, it's a sore uh, loser. It's not the way it's supposed either to be. Way, either way, we're jumping off. Let's talk about Roman Reigns and... and Baron, uh, Baron Corbin. 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 Oh, good lord. This was boring. Oh, God, that was awful. I'm not a very big fan of Constable Corbin. I like Baron Corbin as a wrestler, but I can't stand him as the general manager. Hey... I gotta say, didn't didn't that seem like the longest rear naked choke you've ever seen in your life? It did. You know what? No. The, it the seemed like rear naked choke. Yeah, in my the life the I've longest seen happened during Bobby Roode versus Austin Aries when Austin Aries won the TNA championship. <laughs> was, or no, 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 it wasn't a rear naked choke. Well, a rear chin lock. He like did like a side bear hug. And so he's just like sitting there cuddling the dude for like a good two and a half minutes. Matt, this on um, this match, Baron Corbin had that rear chin lock on for what seemed like forever, and then they go to commercial break, and he come back, and he still got it. Like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of Baron Corbin, and it's just that I'm not. He's not doing a very good job as, as a general manager and a wrestler. Okay, either take yourself completely behind the desk. Or put yourself back in the ring and take off them dress clothes, man. Can't nobody make that work. <laughs> You've nobody. been saying that for weeks. Nobody. Hey, no, no, no. You gotta think. You gotta think. If they're doing Baron Corbin, they're literally using him as a replacement cane. Like he fixed the fucked up hairline and everything. Basically, he's roughly in corporate clothes. He's a low budget corporate cane. Uh, he... Pretty much. I do not like. I do not like. Not a very big fan of Constable Corbin. I'm not a fan of Baron Corbin. Almost period. Now the Lone Wolf was all right. Now, come on. I'm. I'm real. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. When the end of days wore off as a new finisher, that was it for me. Man, whatever. I like the Lone Wolf. He could have made it as that Lone. 
like when he first came and I saw the finish and I saw the deep six, I'm like, oh, this guy's good. After it wore off a year later, me seeing it constantly, I didn't see anything else behind him. Come on, dog. You're off base on this one. If you say so. Oh, I feel the same right, way right, about right, Elias. Here we go. What's up? All right. Remember, did any of you ever watch that other show? What's it called? Proving Ground. Yeah, yeah. Breaking Ground. Breaking I think Ground. It was. Yeah. That's what it was. Breaking Ground. Okay. So you remember Baron Corbin? He was literally like anti, like every indie darling coming in the door. Yeah, I know. I know because he came make, straight from football make that and so. His gimmick as the constable. Like have him. That is who you have him feud with. Don't fucking mess him with Roman that's that's above his level bring him down to where he's the bitter you know from every indie guy that ever came up get yeah. revenge on all of them yeah see you that's even... that's what would make him interesting yeah, if, he used, idea there. if he used the storyline based on everyone hates me because I came in here you know, not I don't have a wrestling background. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I don't, I'm, I'm so good, I don't have to have her. You know that that would be interesting. Because yeah. I'll be honest, dude i i can I can live with watching him kick Finn Balor's ass every week with no problem. Uh, him and Dean. Finn Balor should be on two hundred five live. Dog, we get your point. Yes. Every yes. week. Finn Balor should be on two hundred five live, but you know why that won't happen? Because he's Finn Balor. Hold on, hold on, Matt. Let me let mm-hmm. me get this out. Since we're on this. 205 Live is a joke. And it's not a joke because WWE books it to be a joke. It's because the fans themselves treat it like a joke. You have all these good, good matches that are happening right now, right? But then you have people that could be signed or are already on the main roster that can go to 205 Live and benefit 205 Live. But what do the fans say when you mention something like that? Mm -hmm. They're going to get buried. They're going to get misused. 205 Live is nothing. But yet, it's the same people that are thinking they have the best show going. So how is anybody going to take a show seriously if fans don't? I think the problem is they air it after SmackDown. Yeah, people are kind so of worn out after people that. People are sitting there for a two-hour show, and after the climax of the two-hour show, they have to get brought back down by the first match of 205 Live, which is, I think, is a problem. I think it should be its own show. It shouldn't be, like, a coast off of SmackDown. Okay. I think that's the reason now, it doesn't work. Now, listen to this, okay? They put, they put it on... When it comes to being at the tapings, it's before the send everybody home happy house show. So that means people aren't willing to stand around and wait an hour for any kind of match between like Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe, DJ Styles and stuff like that. Your top draws a SmackDown. But if people want a dog raw for having a three hour, a third hour which is the equivalent of 205 Live. So they should do, they should do, they should do, they should do 205 Live first then. That's that's all they have to do. Because then it's going to be taped and spoiled before the show starts. All they have, people are going to watch it anyway. NXT is taped two weeks in advance and it gets spoiled every time. 
And NXT isn't as watched as it should be either. But That's a problem. I mean, I can't speak for what everybody else is watching. I know I will watch it, and I believe that oh, guys, I, I believe too, guys like people, Finn Balor and all that should be on there. Week like they should, they're watching like a few episodes on like a takeover day. So you know they'll binge and catch up, but they're not watching live. They need to put more wrestlers down there with bigger names. Guys like Ricochet. Guys like the Undisputed Era. Guys like Finn Balor. They should be down at 205. And it would be way more interesting than it is now because we've been watching the same 13 wrestlers wrestle for the past, like, two or three years since the Cruiserweight Classic. These are the same guys from the Cruiserweight Classic. The, uh, they've had like two new members, which is like Hideo Itami and and, uh, and no, well Neville is gone. Well, he was there. Now get this, get this, get this. Now when you're wondering about when when two o five had its most exposure, it was it was when Enzo was champion. character, not a good wrestler. <laughs> A fucking character was what brought 205 Live's relevance in the main roster area. That main event, the, uh, what was it? Enzo getting attacked. Yeah, I remember that. Attacked and going on about the cruiserweight. That was those the greatest. The highest third, yeah. Those are some of the highest third-rated hours of Raw ever. Ever in the well, at least of the year of the year. Keep saying it. Enzo got a raw deal, but uh, guys, we're kind of rambling on here. Uh, y'all want to move on to SmackDown? Yeah, let's talk about Rusev Day breaking up. Oh, man, All I was right, so heartbroken. Let's talk about the B Show. That's cool. <laughs> the B Show? Oh, here we go. Come on, yeah. guys. Let's not start I mean, an argument. <laughs> All right. Man, what you... there's, there's, there's nothing better than a good heated argument. You already know that's, that's how I feel. But <laughs> we're not you, on top. We got something to do here, feel. fellas. When, when when it's time for the smoke, people tune in. We got stuff to get through here, fellas. Whatever. Rusev oh, Day. Get through with smoke. You know how I do this. Yeah, you know I know. How how, you, yeah, I know hey, how you guys do this. I'm Rusev Day. I'm loving it. Uh, I don't care. Do I th- I th- I care, but I don't care. Why not? Because I feel like Rusev Day didn't get the shine that they deserved, but. After not giving them their shine, it ran its course, and it's because they didn't book them right. I feel it was all right till Lana got in there. That's why I felt like kind of went off the rails a little bit. I was happy How when it was Aiden and Rusev doing their thing. Yeah, I said yeah. it. She sucks. <laughs> no, you are wrong because Lana is the best, and she is number oh, one. Oh, don't you, don't you bring that crap on here, Graham? I don't want to hear it. Lana is trash. Lana's the worst. But anyway. Uh... Lana oh, is Lana, but don't come after my Nikki or we're at the fight. Oh, well, I'm the biggest Nikki Bella fan yeah, on the planet. Apparently, you guys can just do Hell this show yeah. by, by yourselves. I might even need it here. Really. Whatever the <laughs> fuck, Matt. I'm just saying. I'm just saying Lana is trash. because Not a very big fan. She, uh, she complains all the time about the way she's being booked. She gets in the ring and fucks it up all the time. She's, <laughs> I mean, I just... Total at first she was a Russian. There. No, at first she was a Russian, but when people found out that she really wasn't Russian, that was her chance to kind of break out. And yeah, she's still doing it. And now she's coming out break dancing and waving like get. It's 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 a good comedy act. 
And I mean, she's not she's not horrible, but she's not somebody I'm ever gonna expect to be in like a classic. I wouldn't even expect her she to be in she a would have fit the good mold match. As what I would consider the perfect heel for today's generation, like today's revolution, because you need somebody that can be passable as a wrestler, but literally their gimmick is that they can't wrestle. And they, like, skate by, like, honestly, straight up, the perfect woman would have been Eva Marie. I've told this to Matt. I've said that millions of times. She was going somewhere before they got rid of her. She was. I I think so. I said that millions of times, dude. Eva Marie was supposed to be a great heel by now. And she was. She was a great heel then. And she was actually getting pretty good in the ring. And then then something happened and she falls off the way. when when she was gone, they were gonna give that gimmick to Emma, and Emma would have been perfect. Like if she would have been able to channel the like attitude that would have worked for it, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, like you know, you look, you, all of a sudden she ends up actually working. Like, yeah, I feel you. Ring general about it, just complete technician. It would be trippy as hell to people that don't really pay attention. Well, Emma, Emma kind of screwed herself. I think she had. I think she oh, had. Yeah. It. She, they gave her a role, and she said no, and that's her problem. I think she had it. I think she had it when uh, she remixed the music the first time, and yeah. like I think that was it. That that second one when she had the gloves saying me pointing yeah. at her. So yeah, I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really with that one. Well, I was kind of a big fan of Emma's. You know, it's just something wasn't clicking. I don't know what it was. We she didn't have Santino anymore. <laughs> yeah. Dana Brooke to I mean, be a flunky. You had Nikki Bella, who is like the closest thing that we could possibly get to a heel, and she's not even a heel anymore because she's over as hell. She's too and people over. Don't admit it. I think you after people on the internet talking trash, but man, I think when she comes out, say a whole lot different. Nikki's, you know how I feel about. Yeah, Nikki. we all know how you feel. So about I'm not Nikki, even gonna y'all. go there. Anyway, um. Let's talk about the coronation. Oh, all right, all right. Hot, hot take for SmackDown. Hot take for SmackDown. The so, Miz is saving Daniel Bryan's return. Yes. I would think so. I mean, I, the Miz is just doing, really doing his thing. I mean, those two work pretty well together. I think they do. The Miz and Daniel Bryan will always have chemistry, though, mm-hmm. because they I haven't, started from the bottom. Now they're here. Right. Oh, what's up? I haven't looked at I haven't looked at the ratings for this week completely, but I saw they were up a little bit. All right, now here's what I'm saying with the Daniel Bryan thing. You had Daniel Bryan just before WrestleMania. You know, all right, cool. We got like two hundred, two almost three million viewers going into WrestleMania season and stuff like that. Draws the highest rating SmackDown had this year. The time Daniel Bryan was cleared to compete. Yeah. Fast forward. Mm-hmm. Two months, and a main event of him and Jeff Hardy draws the lowest rating they had this year. Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I'm not a Jeff Hardy fan. I think he's all right. I get that. I'm not either, but it's like the star power itself should have done something. I I mean, they both have a fan base that you would think is bigger than it should and when that match was announced, then it yeah. should have been phone call after phone call. Like, dude, Jeff yeah, Hardy's going to fight saying. Daniel Bryan. But, I mean, 
I just can't speak on that for real because Daniel Bryan uh, and The Miz is something that people want to see because they have history. They do. Yeah. That's. I think and that's more of. I think that's more of what it's about now. It's less about the fight and more about the argument. But Daniel slightly yeah. annoys me every week. Oh, I'm gonna punch you in the face. And I'm gonna punch you in the face again. Come on. I mean, Daniel but I mean, dude, look, Daniel Bryan, he's just I, I, people can say WWE's limiting him and stuff like that. He has to be with his the way his concussions have happened. I All right, see, here, here's my take on everything that's going on right now. I think the reason I love watching, like, NXT takeovers and stuff like that is because, like, when I see those, those are brand-new matches for me. When I see something, when I hear something like Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan, I've seen them so many years and all that stuff, I could kind of picture the match in my head of exactly how it's going to play out and how it's going to go. And it plays out exactly the way that I think of it in my mind because I've seen them so many times and know exactly the moves they do, the moves set. I know what they're going to do to each other yeah, and when they're going to do it. I got a, I got a, I got a decent story for that because I used to, I, when I was a kid, dude, I had all the, you know, I had all the action figures and stuff. And I had an Undertaker and Shawn Michaels that I used to do a... Uh, Shawn Michaels doing the moonsault into the Undertaker catching him in the tombstone and I happen to be working during Wrestlemania 25 my buddy calls me and he tells me how good Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker was and I'm like you know it would be really cool if they did that moonsault on the tombstone finish and he goes that's exactly what they did and like in my head I'm like are you serious because I like marked the fuck out in my head but it's like yeah I get what you're saying with the yeah. kind of how mm-hmm. I expect it to happen. And as over the years, you kind of get better at noticing the stories and how it's going to and how it's going to go because it's becoming so predictable. Right. We've watched it so long. We've we've pictured it. I mean, we've watched these moves and we try to in our minds think of something new that they could do. And they're just not giving us the new thing anymore. I got a question for you. What what would you say is more important in this day and age? The ability to work really well? It's definitely not that. Or the ability to make your character adapt and expand into more viewers? I think... Because if the work rate isn't doing it, there's got to be something else because we are in the lowest rating times like in wrestling history period and that's across the board that's I already told you what everybody I already told everybody really what I feel like is missing I feel WWE has left the era where where the offensiveness didn't matter offending somebody didn't matter back then imagine Drinking beer on camera. Who does that offend? You can't do that anymore because now they're they're like, oh, the alcohol showing kids alcohol and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. There's there's no more promos outside. Yeah. When's the last time you saw a fight not in the arena? I get what you're saying. But to to answer Grimm's question over there. uh, I would say that it is characters. I mean, I think that's pretty much what people are missing nowadays. You know, 
everybody on the roster is a good wrestler these days. You know, that's what else what you I, got? That's exactly the point. The point is, the reason they're not generating any stars is because they're not generating any controversy. Controversy moves the needle, remember? Yeah, I know that. I've said that before. See, today, I was looking looking at some numbers. I had looked at, like, the top five WrestleMania, like, grossing WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is in the top four out of five, but he is in those opposite Attitude Era guys and Brock Lesnar. So I, I started trying to think of like you know when. Now when, see, I have a thing for the, that. One of the biggest one of the biggest arguments about WrestleMania and trying to discredit Roman Reigns' drawing ability is that WrestleMania sells itself on name alone. See, that's so the thing. Like, that's the thing. Just because Roman's in the top five gro- uh, grossing ones, I think WrestleMania is a time of year because to me that's a holiday. It is. WrestleMania weekend is is a holiday weekend for us in our house. We have get-togethers and parties, and everybody watches it together, and it's food. WrestleMania is like watching the Super Bowl or watching anything else that's a championship. Oh, it's lit on Mania. It's lit. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? That's how it goes. So WrestleMania sells itself. You know how everybody everybody talks crap about the part-timers, but now... Here, here's where I've decided, where I've, at least when I've finally looked at it, the night when WrestleMania finally became sellable on name alone was the night that the internet fans won, and that is WrestleMania 20. You had Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero going out on top. You had Christian going over on the show. RVD and Booker T were tag team champions. You had, who else? I mean, Chris Benoit went over on Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle. You had The Rock leaving. Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Yeah, Eddie was Kurt Angle. Because you had The Rock leaving. You had Kurt, or you had Goldberg leaving. Stone Cold, Mick Foley, and okay, wait, Rob Goldberg, Stone Cold, Mick Foley, and Brock Lesnar—all leaving the same night, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now, WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. Literally everybody except for Goldberg all showed up to that WrestleMania, and it's the highest grossing WrestleMania of all time. Well, I don't know about statistics and numbers like that, but I I mean, everybody has their favorite WrestleManias, but I think based on where it's held, what they're doing for promotion... I don't know if it's necessarily based on who's showing up mm-hmm. because we don't necessarily know these days. It's mostly a surprise. Now, see, see, I want to agree with that to an extent, but with the growth that the internet fan base seems to think it has, you would think with knowing ahead of time that, hey, Roman's going to be our guy. Roman's going to be the guy at WrestleMania. Roman's going to be the guy at WrestleMania. People would finally say, fuck it, I'm not going to WrestleMania. We're going to send a fucking statement to WWE. That's not going to happen. Every year, it turns Mm -hmm. out bigger and bigger and bigger with Roman in the main event. Yeah, that's, that's not, not making not your statement. Happen. That's WWE saying your opinions were making bank. People are going to go because it sells itself. Now, here's my problem with that. Everybody was screaming for Roman when the Shield was together. 
They were hollering, yeah. he's the guy. They were. And as soon as they gave them the guy, they say, fuck him. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, they're, they're fickle. That's what wrestling fans pretty much are. I mean, that's, we don't really know what we want sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's a bad wrestler or a bad talker or a bad anything, really. Because he's not. I mean, they're, they're just being, I think. At this point, Roman Reigns haters are just being stubborn. No, I think that everybody's always looking for something new. It's Don't always it about what's next and yes. not about what's now. Exactly. This is this is where it bothered me. It was a couple weeks ago. I, uh, who was it? It was Bailey and Sasha went over on the Riot Squad, and people were bitching. And I'm like, wait, this is like NXT four horsewomen going over the next, like, NXT group. How long do they think the shelf life is on wrestlers? Do they want us to cycle new wrestlers, like, every three years? No, I mean, I don't know what it is. Because Bailey and Sasha were the biggest thing, like, two or three exactly. years ago. They were. And now nobody gives a shit. That's it's always about what's next and not about what's now. And that's that's the that's what's wrong with the fight business. That's what's wrong with the wrestling business. They never care about the win you just got. Yeah, what is All right. A real question here, real question here. Out of out of at least the three of us, who actually gave a shit about the riot squad? I mean, I care about them. Love the riot I didn't, squad. I didn't care about them until they came to Raw though. Because I don't think that they gave them time to develop in NXT at all. Now, does it bother you that they, would you say it was a bad thing that they were the ones used to bring the Bellas back? No. I wouldn't say that either. Uh-uh. I because would say... there's plenty of people that are saying, you know, Bellas came in and buried the Riot Squad. Like the break. Riot Squad was some kind of major raw star. It was new to me. That's what I'm saying. We've never seen the Bellas versus the Riot Squad. Why wouldn't they? Right. And people love to use the buried word. It never fails. And I'm sorry, Bree proved that she is the worst Bella out of the two. And she proved that if there was any Bella to give any kind of shit for for getting popular for who they were with, it was Bree. Well, Nikki I've been saying it forever. Hands so down, she is the better wrestler. I was just, I was just proved, I was just proved right. I've been saying it forever. I think that when when Nikki Bella started training with John Cena, her character and her in ring skills developed so well that she became one of the greatest. Oh yeah, and that's that's what people don't understand. Like they get, she was Divas champion for a year. Mm-hmm. And, and ran that water, division and it. held it above water for that. a year. She did. As she soon as AJ carrying the division on her shoulders. As soon as AJ well, decided AJ to walk out, took, took her butt and went home. <laughs> yeah, AJ decided to walk out with CM Punk. Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella stepped to the plate and took over exactly. and ran. Exactly. AJ ran. said, "I want competition. I want change." And left. And didn't even go How get are it. You gonna, and, and they call her a pioneer. She didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, well, I was kind of a big AJ fan. You know. She all right, called hey. Stephanie about pay. Is all, all right. She did. I Ever do want to. Then it was 
I do want to jump on one thing, though. I do want to jump on one thing. Before we jump into the Legends topic, uh, let's talk about the Ricochet and uh, Pete Dunne match. That was a pretty good one. (laughs) I could literally... It was good and predictable, but that's not bad. Yeah, see, I knew that they weren't... No, Nobody was going to lose their belt. They I didn't could, think they so could either. Either. No way. Mm-mm. Not <laughs> happening. I knew Undisputed was going to interfere. Did you hear what the rumored War Games match is supposed to be? What, War Machine and Ricochet? And yeah, get a strong style. And, and the Undisputed Era. Yeah, it's a rumor, I think. What, is, is, is Bobby Fish going to be cleared? I think he is cleared, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure, but I think I heard that he's cleared. You got Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Adam Cole. No, I'm saying, I thought it was going to be War Machine. So who's going to be in, Ricochet or Pete Dunne? Pete Dunne and Ricochet are on the same team. Ricochet or War Raiders. Ricochet and War War Raiders. And it's Pete there. I think it's British Strong style, isn't it? And Pete training uh, Tyler Bates. Oh, yeah, they're not on the same team, dog. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that they were called British Strong Style. Yeah, that's what they're called before they got here. But anyway, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, British Strong Style. I just think of Mustache Mountain because I think of the other two. Yeah, that's okay. Mustache yeah, Mountain. Yeah, so it'll be Pete Dunne and Mustache Mountain because I don't mm-hmm. know them as British right. Strong Style. I've never seen them wrestle in the UK or any of that. But I could honestly right. watch Pete Dunne work for hours and not be bored. That man is some kind of technician. He's yeah. really good in no, that. You know, you know who, as crazy as it is, especially for somebody like me that's normally anti-fucking flips and shit all the time, You're a I can fan? watch Will Ospreay with oh, no problem Ospreay. now. He, is, he has definitely improved man, a lot over Ricochet like the past is- year and a half. I don't care about Willow Spray right now. I'm talking about Ricochet and Pete Dunn, because this dude Ricochet is the one and only. I don't care oh, what no nobody doubt. says. He has he has a total potential. I think I think him and if there was anybody that they were gonna turn around and try to make like the Daniel Bryan face, but like with the adaptability of having like all kinds of extra like he already has like the res- he could easily pull the wrestling ability. No, bro. But you if you add all the if you really that add to his evolution of wrestling, you could get rid of Daniel Bryan tomorrow and put Ricochet in his spot, and people would love it. I don't Same know about with Johnny all that. Gargano. Johnny Gargano is different, though. The key WWE is making the crowd turn on him. And they should. I think. I think they've done. I. I will say it. I don't care how. How pro WWE I can be, I'm not gonna. I'm not one to say you know NXT sucks. I'm not one that says NXT is better than WWE either. That storyline's been one of my favorite angles of the year. Yeah, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa is the storyline of the year. I would say so as well. But anyway, yeah, that was a pretty and, and crazy mean, what, match. What can you say with the way they've done it with Johnny? It's like he's had the matches in the bag. And my guy, so so it's like everybody's kind of noticing, but, you know, they call him Johnny Failure, but you take this back 20 years ago to an ECW crowd, and, yeah, they wouldn't let up on him, dude. They would be chanting, you fucked up and shit like that, like it's nobody's business. Yeah, it's, the, well, 
it's a different, it's a respectable age, but it's a sensitive age. Anyway, man, we got to jump to the Legends topic. This week, we for the Legends topic, we're going to be talking about when is it time to hang it up? When's it time to throw in the towel? Is it old age? Is it injuries? Because everything's going on right now. We got neck injuries like Paige and, you know, she has to call it quits but really doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, you got people like Ric Flair who was forced to retire and he didn't want to. Yeah. You got Undertaker retiring and coming back. You got Sean retiring and possibly coming back. Right. Thank God. So when's it time to hang it up? That's one I will never get mad about because Shawn Michaels is the one that got me into wrestling. So if he comes back, I'm all for it. And I, I, I feel like you like you love everybody that I love, but you have a different sentiment on how I feel about <laughs> it. Yeah, that's just pretty Because Shawn Michaels is my number one. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. I think he had the total package and everything. Now, here's my problem. Shawn Michaels did retire. I don't really want to see him come back. The reason why is because I'm going to be looking for Shawn Michaels of old in the ring. And, and see, I get that. I get that. But now you got to ask yourself, all right, the big thing with everybody's thing about part-timers and stuff like that is the fact that they don't want them going over the full-time talent. Fine. Now, who is DX versus the Brothers of Destruction hurting? Nobody, really. I mean, they're all part-timers. I get what you're saying exactly. there, Brim. Them going over each other hurts absolutely nobody. No, I don't I don't care about who goes over. I care about the match. I don't want the match to suck because I'm looking for some incredible match from my favorite wrestler. It's, uh, yeah, now, did you did you think Triple H versus Sting from WrestleMania sucked? Yeah, well kinda, but it had so much nostalgia in it that it was impossible to not be interested because and that's what this nobody expected be. the it's NWO. Trip, man. Yeah. It's not supposed to be some kind of it's a spectacle. It's not going to be you know uh, I'm saying I'm going to want to see certain things. I'm going to want to see like Sean do the elbow drop. I'm going to want to see you know the flying forearm and the nip up. Can he do it I at 50? Doubt, I, I, wouldn't, I have no doubt he could still pull those off. You know, I just, I'm, I'm going to want to see certain things. Yeah, we, I get what you guys are saying, though, but uh, about the I, topic here, because I think that right, this yeah, topic uh, is, uh, it's it's really, you know, it's really uh, something that should be talked about right now, especially with Matt Hardy. So, uh, you know, we hear about nagging injuries, and we hear, and he's kind of been a, uh, Hinting totally, towards hinting retiring. To, right, man. hinting towards towards that. And uh, I think it might be time for him, you know, because of the injuries that he says he has. And basically, I don't think that there's much left for him to do. I mean, it's not really, you know, but I don't He's think there's much the left WWE there for title. him. And do you think he will? Yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's your answer right there, though. You're talking about injury. All right, right. we know an injury is going to end a career. But yeah. when it's too much after that, I would say as long as there is money to be made, there's no reason for anybody anybody to retire if you can still go. 
if you can still draw money and there's a market for you, boom. Because I'm going to say it right now, as much as I'm, you know, more so proving the point of the fact that work rate doesn't necessarily matter as much as the character, the most valuable, valuable return to wrestling right now, if it could ever happen, would be Stone Cold. A Stone Cold yeah. comeback would break records. I hear what you're saying there, Graham. I really do. Stone Cold coming back probably would break records because Stone Cold is probably the most recognizable name that they exactly. Get. And we've we've seen that through. But here, the but here's here's the flip side of that. Here's the flip side of that. And the Undertaker, all high growth thing, WrestleMania with the Rock as well. No, here's the here's the flip side to shit like that. The thing is, when you bring back guys like Stone Cold there's a possibility that he's going to be re-injured even faster. They brung back the rock for that little stint and he left with a broken well, arm. I'm not, I'm not even saying like a full-on Not only I'm that, really not only that, when you bring back guys like, when you bring back guys like, versus somebody at WrestleMania would blow every record possible. Well, you, oh, so what if you, when you bring back recognizable names like Hogan, that doesn't do shit for anybody. It doesn't do anything. Nobody wants to see him anymore. You have a concert, okay? Take any mid-level popular artist at the time, fucking Cardi B or some shit, okay? Popular with today's crap and shit like that. But then you put her on a tour with fucking Beyonce as the closer. Her exposure gets even more. Because not every Beyonce fan listens to Cardi B. But they'll be not every Cardi B fan listens to Beyonce, though. So if Cardi B is good, she turns those Beyonce fans into Cardi B fans. But here's the thing. When you bring back a guy like Hogan and put him in a ring with somebody like the B team, it doesn't do anything for anybody. Anybody. But it brings eyes to the whole show. People aren't going to tune out of a big pay-per-view as soon as Hogan leaves the screen. Yeah, they are. People that bought tickets to that pay-per-view aren't just going to walk out in the middle of a show if if all Hulk Hogan did was kill some mid-carders. But if you got somebody like Stone Cold versus... You could bring out Stone Cold versus Roman Reigns next year out of nowhere, just as as a continuation of Roman Roman Reigns' tour of killing the Attitude Era, which has been WrestleMania for the past few years. But you book, you book that as your main event. That's your main draw. People are paying to see Austin. Every match that happens before that is going to benefit because people paid to see Austin. People are there to see Austin. So you're just all about bringing the old heads back. Everybody has a chance to expand their audience. So you're just all about bringing the old heads back. No, I'm not. I'm not about. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like that's all you want to do is bring back these nostalgia acts to push people. It sounds like that's all you want to do is bring back these nostalgia acts to try to push people like they can't do it at all without them. Because they can't. Look at SmackDown's attendance. Look at SmackDown's attendance lately. 
Like, come on now. I would not say that they can't. I mean, oh, they obviously could. Let them get it out. Let them get it out so I can bust this shit wide open. Go ahead. Let them get it out. Come on, guys. Come on with it. No, let them get it out. We got, all right, we got Daniel Bryan. We got AJ Styles. We got Shinsuke Nakamura. We've got internet darlings out the ass on every show, and both shows somehow are struggling. These are all the guys on the internet saying, hey, these are the guys that WWE should be pushing as the guys. But yet, none of them can match up to the guy they hate the most. Fucking Roman Reigns. Like, how does that make sense? So if Roman Reigns is literally at the top of a pile of shit, because that's, because that's what they think Roman Reigns is, so if he's the top draw out of all of them, that says a lot about the talent. So if that's the case, then yes, as a business, it makes sense to call in the older guys because those same fans that clamor for their indie darlings are also the same people that reflect on the better days of wrestling with the Attitude Era, which turns out to be WWE's highest payday. Am I wrong? wrong because people are so fickle and so fucked up nowadays all they want to do is wait for the next best thing it doesn't matter who the fuck you bring back everybody went bananas when the hardy's boys came back and that was nostalgia for them two weeks later they couldn't give a fuck less because that's how people are that's just how people are there is no pleasing a wrestling fan actually if you want to think about it because You're going you're gonna to watch the shit regardless, but you're going to bitch about it anyway. So what are we yeah. supposed to do? Are we just supposed to call on and give a million dollars to every old fuck you guys want to see? Hell no. We're going to work with what the fuck we got. We're going to do what we have to do. Now, the problem with the WWE is when's the, like, when's the last time championships changed hands or anything shook up or anybody went to a different show? They want to they want to put all of Raw and SmackDown together on one pay per view, and none of them are fighting each other. We don't have they any do new matches. Series. They give us the same match five months in a row. We got Shinsuke and AJ five pay per views in a row. Because people wanted AJ in a feud. The internet asked That's, for that. Bullshit. That feud they fucking sucked. After Joe, the first time the match sucked, won. let it go. Let it the fuck go. After the first time that that match sucked, let it go. Here's the the whole best part about your idea with AJ here, okay? With AJ. Think of all all the matches that were supposed to be really fucking good with AJ. We were expecting great. AJ's not TNA AJ AJ anymore. You guys are still looking for an indie darling, and he's not that anymore. He's getting old. Don't yeah. you guys realize that he's been wrestling for like 20 years? His body's exactly. not the oh, same. They, they signed these guys on their way out. That's cool. The whole thing is they need a place where they can tone it down on their way out. They don't want to yes. fucking jump off of scaffolds anymore. And that's the problem is the fans. And that's why nobody's fucking over. Think about it, dude. As by proxy, this is what happened to the business, okay? With the whole shit with Stone Cold that I brought up earlier, with, you know, the ratings and WrestleMania dropping and shit like that, with the Attitude Era gone, you had Stone Cold was the top guy. So 
Now, factor in, I'm only... And when's the last time you saw a fucking beer truck getting drove to the ring? When's the last time you saw a Zamboni getting drove to the ring? That's the reason Austin was so old. When's the last time that you saw a motherfucker pouring beer in the audience? He used to throw beers to the audience. It you can't do shit like that and anymore. That's the problem with today. You have everybody talking about work rate, work rate, work rate. When you had Stone Cold at a time when you had like a mixture of everything. You That's a time when they were asking were people. Like the undercard. They were, but then all of your big stars were fucking mystical fucking shit with like the Undertaker with his powers. You had Mankind who was fucking crazy. Yeah, Mankind yeah, wasn't even uh, a big star like that. The hell in the cell the made him. Drunk. The th- man, look, that was a time where motherfuckers were getting wasted all the time. They were asking girls to flash them. They were having bra and panties matches. I get it. You miss that shit. But it's that's not like that anymore. Everybody's so sensitive that you can't do stuff like that anymore. I mean, I know we miss it. I say it all the time. But now you're telling everybody they can't have that and everybody that was a fan... No, it's it's our fault we can't have it. It's our fault we can't have it. We complained about the shit all the time and now they took it and you want it back. But now, I'm not even worried about it coming back, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. You had, in a time when wrestling was the greatest... The person kicking everybody's ass was the town drunk. So you fast forward to now where everybody is a good wrestler. It feels like everybody's cookie cutter as hell. There is no actual gimmicks. The only people that can get heat are like The Miz, and he's not even getting heat anymore. Because you can't. Everybody wants to cheer the heel. Nobody wants to cheer the faces anymore. That's the thing. You just can't do the things. That you used to do to become a heel like that. You can't do the bad shit that you used to do. The way you become a heel is you do something terrible to somebody and then people hate you for it. You had the boss man dragging someone's dad's casket behind the car. I can uh, honestly, uh, I can see what both of you are saying here. Art saying that there's a new day. You can't do the same thing. It's but our I, fault too. That's that, the thing. But I think that Grandma's over there saying that uh, that there are people that don't watch today that did watch then and would come back if they could do the same stuff that they used to do. Well, if that's the case, then why aren't the indies just popping like that? Because, I honestly think oh, it's the clean shit, out. You opened a can of worms. You opened a can of I worms. I think it's the clean out. I think that's the reason. Because if because they can do that in the Indies, mm-hmm. and it's still not get drawn as big a numbers as they are. Is a good chunk of thieves. I will tell you this straight up. They can see it, it comes down to you had look at all in numbers, okay? And all I'm doing is I'm I'm, I'm referencing their earnings on Fight Network and the fact that they drew 196,000 viewers per Oh, wow. Show. That's it? So, okay. Yeah, 100. Now, listen. The number of buys they got at top dollar, which was 40 bucks a pop, and that was that included all in plus, like, whatever other shit they had going on. It was called, like, StarCast or some shit. But they made over a million dollars, which came out to about a total of 25,000 buys. 
so that doesn't count that doesn't count new japan subscriptions and shit like that so you know there's more numbers to go from there but i had found numbers that showed that between january when jericho showed up at wrestle kingdom through july they gained 5,000 subscribers in six months and that's Jericho has gone on record to say that New Japan is his point. Quote, breathing down the neck of WWE. That is I shit numbers. My ass off. That those those are like those are like I can you could sell CDs out the back of your car and do better than that. Exactly. I think they that's his point, though. You know, the, the internet is hyping it up like it did all this kind of major shit. No, they I did watched status it. quo low impact numbers. They basically proved that they were at the point where we already knew they were. Terrible. That's terrible numbers. And and, and the whole thing is like, I just feel like fans just, they don't know what they want. So the WWE just has to work with what they got. And because we completely had, blew like the legend's topic this week. I tried my best right? to, to keep the topic. I'm sorry. Yeah, we completely <laughs> blew the topic this yeah, week. Well, you two are going at it like well, we, cats and dogs hey, or something. Come on. It's good it's for the show. We're, talk, we're talking money. It's yeah, it's good yeah, for the we're show. We got subjects here, fellas. So you had the 25,000 legal buys. So I still kept track until like the next morning. So I was looking at a few different Facebook pages and one single illegal stream site. I found over 85,000 views, which amounted to over like almost a million and a half in potential lost money. Those guys put on a show. They invested in themselves and the fans didn't back them up. I don't know, because they're not gonna. I was saying, I think that's, gonna. that's another thing that's wrong with indie wrestling is that it's too easy to get a tag. They broke. Uh, no, people who watch it are broke. They don't have the money to spend back with them. WWE fans well, I mean, come out got, of pocket. You look, at, you look at All In, and it had three price tiers. It had a $40, $30 if you got it with Ring of Honor subscription, or if you just waited until after the show ended. You got the encore on NJPW World for eight dollars and fifty cents, but no, people had to steal it because they had to see it live. They're broke. I mean, it doesn't make it right, though. You know, and that's what he's saying, and I agree with him. It does not make. But they'll pay top dollar to go see WWE. Spending money on my product, I don't give a shit about your opinion, and that's how Vince McMahon is looking at it. Yeah. Basically, I mean, it is what it is. He's going to buy into it anyway. Even, he doesn't even, care. Even Enzo, Enzo Amore, we'll leave it on that. He mm-hmm. said it best in one of those TMZ interviews he had. If, you're, if you ain't talking money, what the hell are you talking about? Nothing. Anyway, man, tell him where to reach you. But tell right, him where to reach you, you Gunna. Let's get uh, back on track. I saw Matt Lindsay on Facebook, Matthew Lindsay 677 on Instagram. Tell him where to reach you, Graham. Oh, man, you can look me up on Facebook, Thomas Grimm. Uh, look me up on Twitter, Grimm Master T. Same with Instagram. Well, you already know me. Our dog one on Instagram, Arthur Quinn on Facebook. And you can hit the, hit, hit the email yeah. at 
Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com and tell us what you think because we done went at it for the whole show. I'm just the referee. That's what I was doing. Hey, I loved it. We, I love it. We definitely need to do this again. We definitely got to do this again. We definitely need to do this again, too. I'm going to get a voice in <laughs> That's next for time. sure. We definitely <laughs> got to do this again. Hey, you were a great guest on the show because you already yeah, know you, controversy brother. moves the needle and you just put the needle on the record. <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah, guys. Hey. Thank y'all for joining us for us. Uh, this has been a, another episode of Sons of Legends. Holla back. Longer. Peace.